You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone. I'm so glad you've joined us today for episode 126, Sometimes God Uses Strangers to Care for Us. I didn't see this coming, but episode 121 that aired five weeks ago, The Relational Energy of Fall, had the most listener responses of any podcast episode this year, and I think for any of the past episodes since the podcast began in late November, of 2018. Keep listening to hear what listeners responded to because I think you'll be encouraged as you hear how God sometimes uses strangers to care for us. I'll have a link to the entire episode 121 in the show notes, but for now, here's a brief excerpt. My last story of renewed relational energy happened when I stopped into our local office supply store, Office Depot. In checking out with my purchase, a cashier commented, I see your last name is Sertalic. By any chance, are you related to Jennifer Sertalic? Yes, I said, she's my daughter. Her eyes lit up and said, we went to high school together. Please say hi to Jennifer from me. What is she doing now? I filled her in on where life has taken our daughter the past three decades. How are you doing these days, I asked, after paying for my purchase. Oh, I'm doing okay, she said rather haltingly. Then placing her hand just below her throat while collecting her thoughts, she clarified her response with a downcast look and said, well, actually, not so well. Really? I responded. With her eyes tearing up, Stacy, it's not a real name, by the way, with her eyes tearing up, Stacy disclosed, my husband told me he wants a separation, and I know it's heading to divorce, and it's tearing me up inside. Each tear that fell down her face served to punctuate each pain-filled sentence. I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't see the kids, and I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent on my own, she said. Wow. I felt completely helpless. I wanted to do something. Fortunately, the store wasn't too busy. But I'm thinking, what if her manager walks by and sees what's going on? I needed an emotional bandage to give her at this point. But I didn't have any. It was really awkward. And with that, I said, Oh, Stacy, I am so sorry. Please pray for me, she whispered. Certainly I will pray for you. I am so sorry you're having to deal with this. Thank you. Please pray for me. I said I would. I think we both repeated ourselves several times. 
I felt so helpless. I wanted to say more, do more, make the pain go away. It just seemed so insensitive to say goodbye so the next customer could check out. I have prayed for her numerous times since and wonder how she's doing. I know that when I've shared pain I'm experiencing, it really helps to simply know someone else knows what's going on within me. Maybe that's enough to let someone know with your words and body language that you know they are hurting and wishing you could do something to help, knowing that you can't. Except to pray for them, asking God to comfort them and show his goodness in the midst of their problem. Maybe that's enough. As you heard in the clip that just played, I felt helpless when I talked to Stacy. I wanted to do something besides listen. Yet there was nothing I could do to make things better. But then, weeks later, when the episode aired, I started getting responses from several listeners, which gave me an idea. Before I tell you the idea, here's the feedback I received that prompted me to do something. The first one is an email. John, I really enjoyed today's podcast. I will be praying for Stacy. I was touched by her story. Then we had another listener who sent me a text, and here's what he wrote. Good morning, John. I appreciated this week's You Were Made for This podcast. And for your daughter's high school friend, how difficult of a time she is going through. I'm sure you mentioning that story rallied many to be praying for her. It did for me. And then I ran into a local podcast listener. I ran into him in person. And he asked about Stacy and commented, How sad, how sad her situation is, he said. And finally, there was this response from a listener. Here's what she wrote. Having been walking around the past few weeks, sometimes on the verge of tears, I have felt very alone in my sadness. But the few times when a brave person has been bold enough to ask me how I am doing, and then taken the time to truly listen, it has been a healing balm and a rare gift. There are no words I need or even want to hear. I just sometimes need a safe place to let a few tears seep out every now and then to cleanse my emotional palate. Thanks for the reminder that it is okay to feel awkward if it allows another human being the chance to heal. And it's signed, Imelda. And I actually talked to Imelda. I was so touched by her comment, I, I called her. And she said that she was praying for Stacy too. I was surprised and encouraged by people's reaction at their compassion and how they volunteered to pray for Stacy. Nobody asked them to do this, but they did. Their empathy for her and her difficult situation was palpable. They put themselves emotionally into her shoes. An abusive spouse, the prospect of not seeing her children, how will I pay the bills? All of that they were able to imagine. 
Well, after hearing their responses to Stacy's story, the idea that came to me was to go back to the office supply store where she worked to let her know people were praying for her. I thought that would encourage her and hopefully lighten her load a bit. It would be putting 2 Corinthians 13.11 into practice, where the Apostle Paul tells us, encourage one another. Yeah, maybe this would encourage her. I don't know. It's worth a try. So I stopped into the office supply store one day, but she wasn't there. Hmm. Well, before going the next time, I I wrote a note and put it in an envelope with her name on it, thinking that uh, if she wasn't in again, I'd ask one of her co-workers to give it to her when she came in to work. In the note, I said that uh, I had a podcast and that I was touched by the conversation we had several weeks ago and that I used it as a subject of of an episode, changing her name, of course, to protect her privacy. I told her about the podcast and how she could listen to it, and then I concluded my note with the following. I said to her, Much to my surprise, four different listeners have taken the time to tell me that they are praying for you, and I have been doing the same most days since we last met. I hope this encourages you. Sure enough, the next time I stopped into the store, Stacy was uh, gone again. So I dropped off the note with a coworker before I checked out with my office supplies. The same day I dropped off that note for her, Stacy sent me an email much later in the evening, and it read in part, Hi, John. When I got to work tonight, a co-worker told me, a man came in with an envelope for you. He said you went to school with his daughter and asked me to hand deliver it to you. I put it in the office. I don't know what it is. I was intrigued. What the heck? Who is this man? Who is the person I went to school with? So I went to the office and found the envelope with my name on it and your return address. I opened it up and I couldn't make it to the second paragraph without crying. I was a mess. I finally got through the whole thing and was bawling. I showed it to my co-worker, who's not a Christian, by the way, and she thought it was really nice. She said, You never know when people are thinking about you and that they care. Well, now that I'm living with my parents again, I showed them the letter as soon as I got home. Again, I couldn't make it through the letter without crying. I was anxious to listen to the podcast. I just finished listening, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate all the prayer that's going into my marriage. Most people would say I should have left him a long time ago. I had one friend end our friendship because she couldn't take listening to all the stories of abuse and how I still kept going back to him. Hearing your podcast was inspirational, and for that, I thank you. Thanks again for your letter and for using me in your podcast. Just knowing strangers are praying for me is humbling. So, what what does all of this mean for the rest of us? 
think it means a few things. Well, knowing that sometimes God uses strangers to care for people, we can do what Imelda talked about. Namely, be a brave person, bold enough to ask someone how they are doing, and then take the time to truly listen. Don't worry about the words to say. Be a safe place for someone to cleanse their emotional palate, as she puts it. I love that phrase. And then don't worry about feeling awkward when you do so. Here's the main point I hope you remember from today's episode. There are times when God uses strangers to care for us, to let us know we are not alone during our darkest of days. Conversely, there is real joy in being one of those strangers that God uses to bless someone with our prayers. It brings out the best in us. Well, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org or you can share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found this podcast helpful, I would appreciate it if you would forward it on to someone. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act, maybe to pray for a stranger going through a tough time. When you do so, you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships, even a relationship with a stranger. Because as we've said many times, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.